Spanking new edition of Sock Talk with Stove and Wally. My name is Stove. His name is Wally. Wally, do us a favor. Introduce yourself. Top of the evening to you. My name's Wally. What's happening, Stove? Very good. Keeping it brief. I like it. Uh, not much, <laughs> really. Uh, a lot to recap since we missed last week. So uh, too much to recap, in fact. Some would say it's overwhelming. Yeah. People say... Last week's history, it's a mystery. So, actually, it's not a mystery because we have it all here on Sock Talk. Um, well, so, yeah. Should we get right into it? Yeah, we could, we could just briefly uh, go over the biggest things that happened last week, uh, both in Serie A and uh, the Premier League. Um, basically, in Serie A, Inter dropping points away from home, which was uh, a bit of a surprise for uh, a struggling Fiorentina team. And uh, they, they come away from Florence with a 1-1 draw. Um, Inter capitalized on that. Uh, sorry, Inter. Juve capitalized on the, on the loss of points from their closest rivals, uh, 3-1, I believe, against Udinese. Yes, sir. And did you watch that game? You betcha. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought it was uh, one of their better performances. I mean, a uh, pretty straightforward win for Juve. Um, I think, what's his name? Buffon got his uh, uh, most appearances in Serie A and most for Juve. Did he tie or did he break it? I, I think he tied Maldini's record, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't broken it yet, but he uh, no, he tied it. Um, yeah. well, it wasn't a bad performance, but Buffon he had a he actually had a good stop at one point while the game was, uh, I believe, relatively close. But I don't remember too well now. Oh well, who does? You have quite a bit of a foggy memory over there. Well, the but, biggest, uh, uh, biggest takeaway from the game was uh, DiBala, Higuain, and Ronaldo all started together. Yeah, that's that's something. Uh, and uh, DiBala was playing uh, more in that hole, the the cam position. Um, but obviously, I, I find all three of them kind of uh, move around quite a bit. I mean, Ronaldo's dropping deep, shifting uh, to the side, uh, and so is Iguain at times. Um, I still don't like the setup too much. Um, not sure if it's it's really. Uh, as we mentioned, their style of play, but uh, in this uh, and last week, it, it certainly uh, it certainly worked out pretty well. Um, obviously, against Udinese, not the toughest of teams to play against, especially at home. But uh, yeah, so they they ended up top of the table at that point. Um, the other big win actually was was Bologna beating Atalanta. Um, <clears throat> two to one. Um, other than that, in Serie A, not too much uh, went down. I mean, Roma continued their their 
great start to the season. Milan struggled against Sassuolo. Um, but yeah, um, I guess moving on to recap the Premier League. Not uh, not too great for a lot of big teams. Um, I mean, Liverpool pretty much carried on as they do. Arsenal got smashed. Arsenal got smashed 3-0 at home against Man City. Um, Leicester City surprisingly dropping points against a Norwich team who have been extremely inconsistent and who have uh, looked like they are always conceding more than one goal a game. But in this case, it ends up uh, 1-1. Um, Leicester City pretty much giving the title to Liverpool. like That was their closest uh, closest rival. If you... yeah, that was the biggest disappointment. Uh, honestly, my energy is low just thinking about this. This is such a big blow to me. I mean, uh, man, uh, if Leicester could have just beat Norwich, which is not a big ass, like they're on fire. I don't understand why you can't just keep it up. I mean, they would have kept the race going. I, it's not even, it wasn't even a race at that point. And then the fact that the now it's like what I consider not a race is even less of a race now. So it's just it's just immensely disappointing. Um, and then especially moving forward with Leicester uh, also lose against Man City. It's just nah. It's just very uh, puts the holes in my sail, <laughs> if that's the expression. But I, I'm not sure if that. Well, I don't know if that's the expression, but uh, it certainly is a big blow. Um, for the entertainment side of the league, that's for sure. I mean, it's it's uh, it's not. Uh, I mean, it's exciting for the rest of the table. But, I mean, second onwards, pretty much. But uh, I mean, if Liverpool do lose it now, you, you'd have to question uh, their mentality at this point. And uh, I, I'd be honestly extremely surprised if they do end up losing this somehow. But I guess that just shows the standard that we've put on Liverpool, um, that we don't really expect them to, 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 to be dropping points. I guess, man. It's just, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's credit to them how bummed out I am about the season. So, good job, Liverpool. <laughs> Keep it up, boys. Um, yeah. In other news, um, Man United tied at home against Everton, uh, which I, I thought was uh, overall a, a pretty fair result. Um, I mean, we had mentioned it together, actually, that uh, Everton didn't create really much of anything. They just, I, I just thought they were extremely up for it, and they matched uh, the intensity that was required for this game. Uh, like, uh, I always find Everton against Man U has some really good clashes down the years. And uh, I thought they were up for it. Uh, pretty solid. Uh, Man United didn't cause too, too much. Um, no, but I mean, the chances are all United's way. I mean, uh, Everton scored a, the luckiest goal, and that was all they created all game. So, Well, ironically, they didn't even score a goal. Well, mean, that's my point. So, uh, so. <laughs> I don't know how that's a fair result, if you ask me, Wiley. I, just based on their on their overall defensive display and they were, their overall play, they didn't create too, too much. Uh, I mean, they had some half chances, but uh, United obviously just weren't – I mean, they just weren't the way they played against uh, 
Man City and and Spurs from the weeks beforehand. But uh, I mean, well, we'll get no. into them when the time comes. Yeah. So uh, that pretty much wraps up the Premier League. Um, Spurs took a, a two-one win away at Wolves. So Mourinho's uh, start uh, continued relatively well. Um, so yeah, let's let's jump into this week, I guess. Uh, much more uh, relevant at this point in time. Uh, basically, um, we could start off with the match of the week, I guess, if you would like. Sure. What was that, Wally? Spurs against Chelsea, actually. Mourinho facing his former, former side. Um, I and I, I, I so. thought... <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought... Um, I thought Chelsea were spot on this game. Um, the formation, I, I think, uh, suited them extremely well, especially with Marcos Alonso starting this game at left wing back. It's pretty much the only position he could play. Um, the fact that Jorginho didn't start, I thought, was a big added bonus to this Chelsea side. Uh, they're much mm-hmm. more balanced with uh, Kante and, uh, and Kovacic. And uh, overall, they just seemed much much more alive than, than Spurs, who, who took quite a long time to actually get going in this game and, and uh, pretty much resorted to long balls a lot of the time. Um, I mean, you, you break down uh, the first goal from Chelsea. Uh, William gets it. I, I believe it's coming from a corner. It's played short. Yeah. And, uh, and then he has way too much time to just – Get into the get into the area and just curls it home. I mean, what a what a beautifully taken goal! And then the Spurs defenseman is just uh, Saljardier is way too slow to react, and uh, it ends up one nothing in pretty much the first ten minutes of play. Um, I, I, I thought well deserved from from Chelsea, uh, who looked much 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 more up to it for sure. I never rate uh, I never rate Willian that high. I never really thought much of him, to be honest. I just think him and Cuadrado are the same type of players and very useful and useless at the same time. Um, <laughs> well, but he's had a great season. Useful. Willian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he has. Uh, I always like Willian just because he's a hard worker. He knows. I mean, he he definitely has tons of quality. Uh, he's great at uh, crossing it in. I like the way he just uh, like he stops with the ball a lot of the time, and then and then runs uh, towards the byline and usually cuts in crosses. I mean, uh, his free kicks are. I mean, that one season he had where we've shown he's shown his, his quality on his free kicks. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he ends up getting the second goal as well on the on the penalty, which. Uh, do you think there are any doubts about that being a penalty? <laughs> no. Uh, it does make me question VAR more, though. Oh, what do you mean? Thing. Well, I mean, uh, if you're using VAR, I don't know how it's not a red card. Then. Oh, well, they, they had mentioned, uh, well, with the rule change, that if the goalie is trying to get the ball, uh, it's not like a, a, a double jeopardy law, that it's a penalty. You can't give a red card. It's a yellow. So, I mean, he definitely – you could see him attempting to get the ball. He just really mistimes it. Um, I'd be hard I, done by even saying that, to be honest. 
Well, I see him. You could see him clearly swiping at the ball with his foot. He just really fucking misses. But uh, I'd give him a red card for being an idiot. Then. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really. Uh, I mean, there's no complaints there from anyone, pretty much. Um, but uh, they took a pretty much deserved two nothing lead, and then more drama uh, coming in the second half. Basically, uh, more of the same. I mean, Spurs had a couple of half chances. Uh, Son blazing it uh, with his left foot. Uh, nice cross. Kane, who had um, more of a half chance, really, he skidded over the bar. Uh, it, it was a lot of those types of opportunities for the Spurs side, who at, at home you'd expect a much better performance. I mean, Chelsea was, was a definite, uh, definite team out of form out of the two London clubs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say so too. I mean, um, I have a hard time trying to classify uh, where to put this Mourinho Spurs side. Um, very strange. I saw an interesting stat that uh, basically since Mourinho took over, Spurs have conceded the most goals in the Premier League, which is yeah, which very is sur- ironic. It's surprising for a Mourinho team who's renowned for his defensive shut-up shop, you know? Uh, it's really... Uh, I'm not really sure what to make of it. I mean, does the fact that he's been playing Jan Vertonghen left-back uh, have anything to do with it? I mean, uh, he's a great defenseman, but I'm not, I wouldn't be playing a centre-back who doesn't clearly have the pace uh, at left-back. And uh, well, if he wasn't playing him while he went to scored that winner against Wolves last week, well, he could have played him center back. No, who See, knows if he would have been in the same position. <laughs> well, still, I, I just think uh, I don't think he's 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 like cemented his starting eleven properly. Uh, I mean, you have Dyer and Sissoko as the two holding midfielders. Um, I mean, Erickson, uh I guess, is really not going to be playing for this club past this year. Uh, it wouldn't seem so anyways. But because um, he hasn't really played much at all. Uh, Moore has been <coughs> – he's been selecting instead of him in that cam position a lot of the time um, or on the right wing. But, uh, uh, I mean, we saw that how Winks was, was pretty much – um, dictating the play for for the majority of the of the games that he, he's played this season, and I don't I don't know if if the Dyer Sissoko partnership really um, really makes him tick that well, um, but um, yeah, I mean he, he's I think out of three out of four big games he's lost them, uh, which is pretty pretty uh, pretty bad statistic um, for Mourinho. But um, there was more controversy going on in the second half coming from Hung Min Son, who we've been praising for the majority of the season. What did, mm-hmm. what did you make of that? Again, I don't have too much of an opinion on it. I mean, it is what it is. It was uh... Yeah, I, I, for me, it was a pretty much clear-cut uh, red card. I mean, you could clearly see his intent. I mean, if, if Rudiger's face was there, 
smashed his face. Like, I don't know, a pretty dangerous play. I, yeah, but it wasn't there. I, I so. Well, okay, he wasn't. I understand that, but the intent is there. For me, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why he was freaking out. Uh, like, he couldn't believe what was going on. You clearly see his legs trying to hit him, and he does catch him. So, was there, like, yeah, enough contact? He, uh, listen, probably not for him to be reacting like that, but uh, you know in this day and age, uh, it's that's not really the... Uh, the question at this point. I mean, uh, there's no need to react like that. So uh, I thought uh, pretty much deserved red card for uh, for Son. I don't know. If we're talking about intent, I would say the goalie had a lot more intent uh, than Son did. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of just like... Well, I don't know if the goalie had more intent. At least, uh, at least the goalie was going for the ball. Son wasn't even getting the ball anywhere close. So you talk about intent, I mean... He's clearly just going to hit Rudiger at this point. Yeah. And I would say the same for the goalie, to be honest. I mean, what was he doing? Like, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, it's not the first time he's hit a ball before. Like, uh, I don't know. That pisses me off more. As a forward running in on goal, like, that's that's a very scary play. And that's, I don't know. Sons, yeah, whatever. I mean, he he kicked out his foot. Uh, I've seen worse. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. I've seen worse not given, so I don't know. Also uh, true. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, another interesting stat. I feel like I'm full of facts today, but uh, Son has the most red cards in the in calendar 29. year, or yeah. tied the most. <laughs> yeah. Since, uh, since Lee Cattermole, apparently. 2010, I think. Uh, yeah. I think it's... Yeah, three red cards in a calendar year or the same Premier League season or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, and if it, it is Premier League season, then we're only halfway through. If it's the year, then show we're done. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm pretty it, sure I saw the league, I, actually. I, I had seen the calendar year. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense because I can't think about the first one. Because um, you got the red against Andre Gomez, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, so, they yeah, made, and then they I, made... I guess you had a red card. They made him out to seem like uh, the victim in that case. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like if it was any other player, that it would have gotten a lot more attention. But because it's uh, like a like a nice guy, like Son, that it's really, uh, it hasn't really got the, the attention in the media. It's kind of unfair, but I mean, what are you going to do? Politics. Well, which, which red card are you saying? This one? Or? This one, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I would say a frustrating day for Spurs. He just kicked out. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I say, yeah, maybe it is the sun effect. I can't stay mad at him. <laughs> He's so darn cute. Right, exactly. Um, can we move on to Man City Leicester? Yes, we can. Um, did you take a look at this game too? You bet your yeah. Yeah, I, I thought this was. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of. I was a bit disappointed with Leicester overall. Um, I mean, they did extremely well to take the lead uh, in this game. Uh, Vardy doing what he what he does best, just latching onto those yeah. those, those counter attacking uh, through balls, and that, that dink over was was ridiculous. I mean, I thought it was the, it was uh, away from him. The whole play is ridiculous because, like, yeah, the finish is, is sublime, for lack of a better word. But 
the fact that he gets on the ball at full speed, he takes two touches in full stride. Like people watch that and think like, oh, okay. But like, man, do you know how hard that is? Like full speed to take two like excellent touches in your path. Because think about how hard it is. Yeah, to ball. I, I still don't understand how he, a ball. how he dinked it over. Like, man, the, I don't know. I was really impressed by this goal. Like just the the way he he really this dispatched it was was pretty uh, incredible. Well, and another thing in his favor is that that's that's really only a half chance that he basically makes it one nothing. Like that's not supposed to be a goal. Like. You can't just cut. You can't just get in behind the Man City defense like that. Run, take two touches, and chip over the goalie. That's not what's does, supposed to happen. It, he does it anyway. So. It doesn't happen every week. No, that's that's it. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, um, but no, but the, like usual, Leicester. It's been now two weeks in a row, but they just disappoint me. Uh, I, I think it's more the hope aspect that we have with Leicester. And that we talked about magic in the recent weeks, but um, it's just these it's just these two uh, these two past weeks they just seem to have just run out of a bit of steam. I think you also woke up a very angry giant in man City. I think they're fed up of being embarrassed uh, they're fed up of being talking uh, you know talking down against uh, I think it's just two sides coming into the wrong um, coming into the wrong fixture. I think man City were never going to be beaten. And I think that tie against Norwich kind of broke the wind in the sails of uh, of Leicester. Uh, I think it was just a perfect storm of a shit show, essentially. And Man City just seemed too strong at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I will go in. Yeah, yeah, it just we'll I, go chronologically, but again, they're going to just dictating play again. Um, yeah, credit where credit's due here. Uh, uh, over these past few weeks, he's been virtually unplayable. Um, nah, I mean, he's been insane. His fitness levels, though, are are ridiculous this year. Like he's had his he's had his share of injury trouble uh, trouble last year, and he picked up an injury like ninety like ninetieth minute this game as well, which is concerning for for Man City, um, as it should be, because I find they're a much better team when he's in the side. But uh, I don't know. I I, I just like the the way he drives with the ball, his strength, uh, his technical ability is like you you had mentioned it before. He's probably the most technically like efficient player in the Premier League, which is uh, he's been showing it for the past few weeks. Definitely, right? He's a he's a real uh, he's a real Premier League baller. Oh, he certainly is. Just like your friend, Mister Jameson Madison. Although he hasn't been showing it too much lately, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. I think he's resting up for the holidays. He's going to have a hell of a 2020. We'll see. Well, he's thinking about he's thinking about greener pastures, perhaps. Well, perhaps, but uh, I mean, whatever. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't really mind. Uh, I would take him pretty much at any club. I think he's he'd be an think, asset for yeah, of course. going forward. Yeah, uh, any team would have him. I would imagine he do. Uh, he do a lot better than uh, he do about better than uh, Lingard in that role. So I would take what I knew. That's for sure. Well, do a lot better than Ozil. That's for sure too. There you go. And, uh, 
that's saying something. So uh, the one goal I really have a problem with, though, is uh, the penalty on Sterling. Um, uh, Ricardo, I mean, I, I think Ricardo's a great right back, but that was just... So that just kills the game, don't you think? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, just sloppy. It's extremely sloppy from a, a guy who's been pretty, pretty great this year, uh, especially going forward. Just, uh, I, I found both both fullbacks this game actually. Ben Chilwell on so many times, like way too slow with the ball. Like you have to give it earlier, man. Like. Christ Almighty, you can't be dilly-daddling with it uh, against a team like Man City who will be punishing you at every opportunity. I mean, uh, and they did it time and time again. Where they, 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 they stuck in the – put in that high press and then caught on the ball and crossing in the – creating chances. Uh, it was only a matter of time before they were punished. And, uh, I mean, the telltale signs were there. Man City were by far – I thought the better team uh, out of the two. And uh, I would say a pretty comfortable win after Leicester take up take the lead. Um, yeah, not much more to say on that. Um, I guess we could we could move uh, across town uh, to their to their you know un unnoisy neighbors. We could do that, I guess. You <laughs> meant uh, Manulin? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very good stuff. Uh, it was a weird one. I, I only saw uh, I only saw the first half, and uh, I, I actually, man, I'm, I'm really at a loss for words today. I, I just so many things are just catching me off guard in a way. This game was just terrible. The first half was terrible. It was uh, I've never seen the ball given away uh, both ways. Um, each team, it's like a, it's like the ball was a plague or something, and they were just kept giving it away like hot potato style or something. <laughs> they just no one could really put their foot on it to take control of the game. Super strange, a lot of straight passes. Uh, I really wasn't impressed, but I kind of thought they would always just whatever find a way to sneak it in. I saw them go zero zero at the break. I figured, well, you know, they'll probably nick one in and, and take it. You know, as you would expect against the bottom the bottom of the table, uh, Watford. Um, yeah, who've only had? I mean, one win all season. Is that possible? And now they, uh, they had one win before going into this game all season. Yes, and now they have two, so they doubled their wins. On yeah, Sunday, so pretty, uh, um, pretty crazy though. Uh, my biggest takeaway with uh, with Man U here after this game is uh, took the liberty of going through their their fixtures, uh, well, the results, I should say. They've beaten Chelsea, Leicester, Spurs, and Man City. They've drawn Arsenal and Liverpool. And they've lost to Crystal Palace, West Ham, Newcastle, Bournemouth, and Watford. Yeah. So. Not the I mean, teams you'd think they'd pick up points against. And not the teams you'd expect them to drop points against. I mean, it's crazy, though. It's actually insane because when you consider the top six, um, and obviously we'll throw in Leicester uh, deservedly, you picture that top six and top seven, including Leicester, and man, you are undefeated against them with five wins and two losses. and Sorry, five wins and two draws. And then they go on to lose against the majority of the bottom half uh, of the table clubs. Um, 
as well as draws. I'm looking at the table and I see draws against 16th West Ham, 17th Southampton. Sorry, they lost to West Ham. Uh, draws against 17th Southampton, 18th Aston Villa, and uh, 15th Everton as well. So oh, Arsenal uh, too. I mean. And our, yeah, but I consider them in the top six. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I thought you meant that it, it is. Uh, no, well, that too. But just to say, like, I don't know. I don't understand it. it. It's obviously a team that's more comfortable playing without possession of the ball. It's a team that live and die off the yeah, counter attack. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure what to say because I agree. Uh, I only watched, I only saw the last 15 minutes of this game. And uh, at that point, like, you saw pretty much Watford on the ropes, like, just hanging on. Uh, Man United just had pretty much full possession of the ball. Some half chances I saw. I mean, Maguire had a decent header, header chance. Uh, didn't really make too much of an opportunity out of it. Um, oh, uh, Greenwood had a chip that he, he hit over the bar. Um I can't really think of too much else in the past 15 minutes of the game. But uh, looking back at the goals, it was just – I mean, the penalty, yeah, okay, clear clear penalty. A mistake by Juan Bissaka, who's been excellent, I thought, all season long. I mean, the guy – Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know watching this last 15 minutes that he was the, the guy who gave away the penalty. But I was like, man, has this guy ever made a bad tackle? And then I, I hear the commentator – Mentioned him saying that he, he was going to give up the penalty. I was like, oh, okay. Curse of the, <laughs> curse of the commentator, I guess. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I still think uh, Bissaka has been excellent all season long. And then the, the, the other goal, I mean, what can you say? Uh, it's just extremely bad luck, but... It's happened on more than one occasion with uh, De Gea, so I don't know. It's just two unlucky moments, I would say, really. He uh, he seems to have a lot of them. Uh, I can't remember a, a high-profile goalie having so many um, butterfinger moments. It, it's very strange. Um, I, I don't know if it's just because maybe he's in a higher profile uh, in the limelight more, but Literally, out of the top whatever goalies in the world, I, I can't picture other people making that many mistakes. Um, I don't know. Am, am I wrong? Or I, no, I've seen I, this many I, times. I, like, I mean, I could think of much worse goalies who've made mistakes, such as, I mean, Manuel Almunia uh, from Arsenal Kofi. Uh, then you have the guy, um, Liverpool's uh, lonely goalie. Um, the German, what's his name? Curious. Uh, 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 Laurie Curious. I mean, that guy Carius. has been a shambolic, like shambolic goalie for the past two, three years. I mean, nonstop mistake after mistake, but like obviously not in the same category as De Gea. The only other one I can really think of is maybe Lourdes, uh, who's had his fair share of of. Moments. Uh, That's a good call, actually. Lotus is a clown. He does make a lot of like mistakes. a lot of footwork mistakes, though. And not too much as handling. Yeah, but a lot of like, oh, let me, you know, control it and try to 
put a pirouette or whatever you're trying to do. But um, no, I, it must be a confidence thing because I mean, De Gea I find is 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 a great goalie. It's just once you let in one of these goals, like the next one, you're always nervous about. So I don't know. It's been a couple of years now that that uh, that we've seen it. So no, that's uh, that's for sure. And uh, I mean, listen, it's still poor. It's still poor in United, obviously, but. Um... It's okay. I mean, let's, I don't know. Uh, it, it's just so strange. Uh, it just shows me a team that I, I. It's hard to get behind because they can only get up for the big games, and and I understand that. But at the same time, don't you relish playing against uh, don't, quote unquote smaller clubs? Yeah. Like that, don't kick your ass. But I don't know. Uh, I, I I just I think it's strange. Yeah, I do too. Like you should want to smash these teams like five six nothing like. I don't know. Uh, show them your quality, you know. Uh, show them what you're made of. And there's been weeks where, like the the Premier League weeks recently, have been so weird. Like, a, like a, just teams going through slumps. Like a, Arsenal and Chelsea struggling, then Chelsea beat Spurs kind of out of nowhere, and then all these teams kind of going up and down within like week to week. And it's yeah. like, there's opportunities here to advance in the table. And nobody seems to want just, to. Take it by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, uh, essentially. And it's just, uh, it, it bothers me. That's why I try not to stay too attached to it, to be honest, because it, <laughs> it gets under my skin. Well, um, unfortunately, I do. Um, so I was left, well, I wasn't actually disappointed. I was just surprised a little bit that this, well, sorry, I'm talking about Arsenal Everton at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was a, Pretty boring game, all to all, all, uh, all in all. I mean, the commentators really thought so as well. Um, so, yeah, so did Twitter. Yeah, I mean, uh, not much to say. I mean, no, uh, Everton had zero shots on net. Arsenal kept a clean sheet the first time in fifteen games. Um, that was really the only positive. I, I thought we were pretty solid defensively. That was pretty much it. Uh, didn't create really anything going forward. Um, I think at that point, I mean, it's Freddie Youngberg's last game in charge. Uh, apparently, Arteta was was told him just what he wants them to do, um, which was take accountability of your actions, uh, play for each other, sh- show some passion and some drive. I'm not sure I, I saw too much of that. I did see Aubameyang look disinterested, so uh, not really sure what what that's about. So. Um, <laughs> I don't think he'll be. I honestly don't think he'll be staying here past this season. Um, either him or Lacazette are probably out of here. Maybe both. Um, so I don't know. Um, I'll leave it at that because I, I don't really have much else to say about this game. Everton, I thought were. I mean, I, I just thought the game itself was extremely sloppy as well. Um, just misplaced passes, no real flow to the game. Um, and two two managers in the stands who must be thinking, well, I've got a quite a bit of work ahead of of me. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's exactly what both managers were thinking. Um, I'm not even sure if some regrets started slipping in either of their minds or both. Um, but yeah, that's for, kind of the feeling I got. Like for oh, Carlo, a lot of work. Yeah, for Carlo, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe long-term because 
I think is too too much of a big manager for Everton. Uh, no disrespect to them, but I just feel he is. Arteta, I really don't think he should be uh, like questioning this decision. I mean, it's one thing to, to be a system manager at Man City where, of course, you're comfortable and you have a great team and a great manager. Uh, but, I mean, to coach a team like Arsenal as your first job it must be pretty insane. And I, I really hope he takes this opportunity. And I'm, I'm actually excited about what he can bring to this team. Hopefully he gets the best out of them. That's uh, all, I, all I hope for is, is to, sh- to see a bit more of our style of play, of, of what we've seen for the past 20 years or so, you know. That's, uh, that's all I could really ask for. Yeah, well, a lot of work, a lot of work cut out for him, that's for sure. Uh, Wally, let me ask you a question here. If I had to ask you who's conceded the third least goals in the Premier League, who would you tell me? Sheffield. Is it them? Yes. Oh, it how, is? How did you know that? I just figured <laughs> they have an impeccable defense. And they're fifth in the table. So, so I mean, pretty crazy. Liverpool and Leicester are tied for 14 goals against. Yeah. Liverpool with 42 goals for, Leicester 41 goals for. So, virtually identical. Pretty crazy. And Sheffield, uh, 16 goals against, which is... Uh, Bonkers, they now have two straight clean sheets. So this past weekend against Brighton, 1-0. And then last weekend against, uh, let me see, I just had it here. I also saw they they won for the first time in 27 years, I think, three straight wins. Something like that. Aston Villa. Yes, they they shut out Aston Villa 2-0 and then they beat Norwich the week before 2-1. Um, that was one goal against Norwich. Then before that, they beat... Sorry, they lost to Newcastle. So, yeah, one goal in their last three, two clean sheets in a row. Uh, things are going well in Sheffield Town. <laughs> so, good for them. Fifth for the, the table. For the, blade, for the Blades. Yeah. But... Uh, there you go. I mean, this uh, festive, uh, festive period uh, is surely going to be a busy one for a lot of these teams. Uh, also, transfer-wise, I'm sure uh, teams are looking to strengthen. Uh, somebody who might be on the move, Pogba, who knows. Um, I guess we can move. Who on. did return this week. Yeah, which was, which was uh, I mean, according to Solskjaer, was one of the positives of the game, was his return. And I, I thought he, for the, the little cameo that I saw from him, I thought he did, I mean, extremely well. I mean, that long ball he sent Greenwood was insane. Um, unlucky enough. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he's yeah. definitely an asset to the team, no matter how much he even tries. He's better than anyone on that squad anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I just think he should be played in the camp position at this point because we, we know he doesn't possibly contribute as much defensively. And McDominay, Fred's partnership seems to... Uh, it's solid. Be doing well. So I think maybe putting him a bit more forward, Rashford to the left, Marcel up front, uh, James on the right. 
It's probably no, it, it's a it's a strong ass lineup. That's a good that's a good eleven right there. Like that's that going forward. I mean, Lingard's the weakest link in that in that front four. You replace oh, him with Pogba, yeah. and it's like my word. It's like uh, with the pace that side has and the skill from Much Pogba, Rashford, Martial. Listen, uh, that's the one. That's a bright spot I'm looking at. So uh, yeah, um, but yeah, let's uh, hop over to Italy while he's here before this episode becomes two and a half hours long. Yeah, exactly. Um, so well, we're doing pretty good for time in this case, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so Serie so, yeah, is kind of a weird, uh, kind of weird. So we did break down the week prior, uh, ish, like our few highlights. Yeah. Um, that's with the the Juve beating Udinese three one. Midweek there was some games as well. Uh, we had uh, Air Ronaldo uh, beating Sampdoria two one. Uh, that was cool midweek for Juventus. And then uh, in, in terms of that, I mean, that kind of flew under the radar, that midweek game, but that was uh, a good well, three points for Juve. Yeah, I mean, they had their, their Supercoppa uh, final, so that's why they were playing midweek. But uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, they, they won 2 1 away. Yeah, that, the two insane goals, and uh, Sadi couldn't have said it better. Uh, which we will not repeat because we you know we're censored here on Sock Talk, right? Still, yes, we are international businessmen. Yeah, we are men of international business, exactly. <laughs> but um, we're men of mystery. You know it, mysterious. But uh, yeah, I mean th- those goals were insane, and every time Ronaldo scores a header, I just. I kind of just enjoy it just because I've never seen anybody just meet the ball in the air for so long and for so purely hit, you know, it's, it's a sight to see. And uh, I think we take it for advantage because I'll probably never see it again after he's done. He, he jumps like he, he jumps early for this. Like he, he, he jumps too early. For I this. know, and, and he, he still, still reaches it. Like insanity is what it. That was crazy. But even the crowd, like uh, this was a way, and the crowd was. Uh, I think they appreciated it as well. Uh, I heard a lot of clapping, and there couldn't have been that many UVA fans there. Like, uh, I don't know. Um, that that was insane, and and Dybala's goal too was just simply outrageous. Like. Uh, this little guy is insane. Like, uh, I can't even believe he was in discussions to be sold. It's absolutely ridiculous. He's been their their bright spot this year. He's been their bright spot for the last couple of years. He's he's such a talent, and uh, uh, they really need to figure. You know, getting these three clicking at the same time. Uh, we'll we'll dive into their Supercopa and defeat a little bit later, but. Um, it's going to be a big 2020 for Juve. And by 2020, I mean the next four months um, or five months or so, you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, let's table that uh, that Juve a little bit. Uh, Gagliari, who were pretty much unbeatable, uh, a weird loss to Udinese. They do pick up a red card and end up losing 2-1. Um, oh, we Gagliari, didn't even... we always said, with the Leicester of Serie A. No, no, that's Lazio. Oh yeah, sorry. Who are you Calgary then? Sheffield? They're no, they're just a racist of Syria. 
<laughs> okay, that too. Yes, sorry, Lazio was. But uh, Bakayi have been on fire. Uh, Udinese have not been on fire, and yet Udinese win. Um, so they bounced back from their loss against Juve the prior week. Inter Milan smashed Genoa 4 0. Great. Um, I mean, Lukaku, uh, great all around uh, sportsmanship. And uh, his, his display was, I mean, his second goal was simply fantastic. I have nothing else to say. I mean, uh, purely dispatched with venom and accuracy. It was just, uh, man, it was sick. It was the, the skill to, to get past the guy and then just uh, pure power and, uh, and finesse at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I, it was... Uh, yeah. Uh, he... Um, you seem to be like... Fair, he, we did call him. <laughs> oh, we mentioned how he would, he would tear up Serie A and he, he has been... Uh, he really has been, honestly. Um, huh. Oh, man. That goal is actually ridiculous. I just watched that again. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh my God, that is filthy! Yeah, but it's uh, the way. Man, if we, if we would have bought, uh, it's like man, damn. Yeah, yeah. What a strike! Man, if we would have bought like stock in Lukaku, um, <laughs> like in the off season, like we'd actually be well, rich right now because he was actually, valued so. You low. actually could, right? It's called football. In- what do you mean? You can- <laughs> yeah, you can actually buy stock players oh. and then trade them. Oh my God! I thought that was like a. A very bad slavery joke or something. No, no, no. I meant just all players, not not just him. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. No, he he's been he's been absolutely incredible. Uh, and where was uh, Lotaro today? Uh, today uh, this weekend, he didn't play. I don't know if he was injured or maybe just resting. Uh, well, I mean, I guess, but that, that is going to be a problem. Um, I mean, Esposito, we, we know Esposito scores, a good story there, but essentially the way Conte plays is 3-5-2, they do need another striker, Inter, so I would look for them to strengthen because they can't have they, Martina they, and Lukaku playing every game. No, but they do have Sanchez out injured and they are looking at Giroud uh, in the transfer window, so I do think they'll be exactly maybe looking at someone on loan. Uh, we, we all know that Mertens apparently has been contacted as well, his contract is up. Uh, if, if if it was Napoli, maybe they try to recoup some of some of the money. But uh, yeah, I, I fully expect them to strengthen just because if they get an injury to to one of their two main men, like uh, things could could spiral out of control. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, a great win for for Inter, um, who pretty much at this point. Do they top the table? Yeah, they top. Yes, they do. They're actually tied. Tied. Um, they're tied on points. Damn, that's really close. Jesus. Shit. Their goal differential is plus eight, though. So they're, uh, yeah. you know, they're in the clear in terms of that. But, yeah, they're going to need to, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't see this. I, I really don't know how this is going to play out. Um, well, it depends. I think the only Juve goes in the Champions League. And I think how far Inter in the Europa League would, oh, would determine that as well. Oh, yeah, that's a tricky one too. Mm. Because uh, the way I see it, in, if I put it, let's say, in good terms for Juve, <laughs> I would say that Inter have played 
um, they I, let's just say like they probably peaked. Like we've seen the best. Like when we look at this Inter team and everyone's impressed and like both their strikers are in crazy form and they're winning all their games. You know, like they've really hit their stride. And... Whereas nobody, nobody would say that about Juventus. Yeah, exactly. And yet it's still tied. And it's still tied, mm. Serie And Juve finished first in their group and Inter are no longer in the competition in the Champions League. So when you look at it like that, I think it's just because the standards are set so much higher for Juve than they are Inter. But when you look at it on paper, Juve, the ceiling is so high because they've played so below their potential, and yet they're still tied for Serie A. They topped their group. They have, uh, they have Lyon in Champions League. It's not a bad place to be, and you think the sky's the limit for this Juve team because I honestly don't think they could play much poorer than they have this season. So I think it's good. I think it's actually glass half full for, for Juve. And for Inter, obviously, the glass, I think, is full. Um, but we'll what see I, how that plays out, I yeah. guess. What I do think is uh, is maybe the advantage for, for Juve. Uh, obviously, like you said, I forgot about the Europa League. But uh, the fact that that Juve has been there before, you know, they, they have the experience, they have the players, the know-how to, to they win. Have the depth. The squad depth as well, yeah. Um, whereas the squad just, depth is insane. But like I like I said, I mean, I don't expect Juve really to, to strengthen in January. I mean, maybe send out a couple of guys. But uh, I do expect if Inter have some smart buys, I mean, defense, I think they're set. Uh, their defense is actually pretty ridiculously strong. Um, but I, I just do think if they strengthen maybe in an, another wide player and a forward, uh, they, they could – it could just go all the way, honestly. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'll trade a Serie A for a Champions League. So, if they want to split the trophies in Serie A, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, just go halvesies. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go but, uh, Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, in other news, uh, Napoli get their first win with, uh, with Gattuso as coach. In the 94th minute of play, um, I mean, this seemed like a, a very intensely fought game between these two sides. Uh, Sassuolo was very much up for this one based off of the, the highlights that I watched. And uh, maybe this is just a turning point that, that Napoli needed to really kickstart, I wouldn't say the season, but kickstart the rest of the season. I mean, the point right now is to, is to finish in the Champions League places. Um, obviously, that has to be the goal for them. They're currently in eighth position. Um, I mean, nine... No, wait. 11 points off. 11 points back from Oof. Roma in fourth. Fifth place, is, I mean, uh, fifth place is the playoff. They're only seven no, points behind. Fifth for place that. is uh, Europa League. I mean... Uh, Yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, Europa League. So, yeah, 11 points behind Roma. And, and the way Roma have been playing, yeah. the way Lazio have been playing, I don't know. I think I think there's no chance. Uh, I mean, if anything, you know, it's going to be Roma. But, yeah. No, I honestly don't think so. Because, well, actually, is Roma out of the Europa League also? I don't think they made it, actually. 
Europa League. They weren't in uh, uh, yeah, Serie A? They are. Uh, they were in the Japanese League? <laughs> they are in Europa League. Uh, I mean, they are in Serie A. Uh, no, they are in the... Yeah, they did make it through. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're, they're playing... Uh, they have their, their round of 32 or whatever. Maybe it's Lazio who hasn't made it through. Yeah, so Lazio uh, did not make it through uh, the Europa League group stages. Uh, wow. I mean, fully focusing on the league would be obviously great for them. Uh, finish as high as man. That, that flew out of the that flew under the radar. Yeah, sure. getting kicked out of Europa. Big surprise, honestly. I mean, their their group was nothing uh, nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, taking a look here. Celtic, then Cluj, Lazio, and Stadren, which is you'd expect them to fighting for a top place with Celtic, but uh, yeah, extremely underwhelmed in that competition. Well, I think uh, Inter took most of the headlines for exiting Europe, uh, but at least they had you know Barcelona and Dortmund in their group. Um, yeah, that was always going to be a not- tough, uh, tough test. Yeah, so yeah, I guess both Italian clubs are really prioritizing the league here and uh, Lazio prioritizing that Supercoppa as they hand Juventus uh, their second loss. Uh, so they defeated them twice in three weeks now. And the same score lines, uh, a little bit different performances. The first one, I thought Juve were completely outmatched. This game, I didn't think that was the case. I thought it was pretty even, uh, almost a dull affair, to be honest. And then it just slowly slipped away, um, <laughs> and then it was over. Like, and I, I know you can't get that that t- level of tactical analysis anywhere else, but it's just I don't know. Like, I, I know I watched the second half, and it just it was all cool. And then I guess one moment of just losing their their positioning and fullback to fullback, a nice finish. Um, the Lazio left back, you know, a nice volley finished far post. And that was it. Like, Juve barely got a chance after that. It was very strange. Uh, again, nothing coming, nothing coming really. Uh, I, when Douglas Costa came on, I was pumped, but he came off, he came on for Higoin, which I don't know. I, I, that's not the first guy I take off. But at, at the same time, what are, you, what are you supposed to do, you know? Ramsey came on. I don't think he did Under, that well. Underwhelming, I thought. I don't know. It's been find, the case recently. I find they look lost in, in this formation. Um, it's like guys are just like I find they're just placed all over the the, the pitch, and I I don't know. It's like there's no real plan in place. It's like okay, go on, uh, run around, see what you can do, try to create something, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Essentially. I mean, generally, that's the idea, but a bit in a bit more structured way. Um, I just thought um, they were tough to to create chances, and uh, full credit to, to Lazio, who just pretty much shut shut them out at this point. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going on. I, I look forward to when. Uh, I mean, Lazio have to come play. In uh, in Turin for the return fixture of Serie A, um, I- I'm tired of playing this team, <laughs> and I-, I wonder I wonder what the case is like. You know, sometimes like a team just has your number, 
and yeah. you just they just match up well against it, and there's not really anything like. I wonder if it's just a case of that. Like, I'm not to discredit Lazio because obviously they've been magnificent, but you, it just man, two games, and it's like, uh, sadly, we know he's a tactician, and it's like you you couldn't outsmart them, you couldn't get ahead of them, and I, I'd be worried for that that third game this season. I mean, Juve will not be too confident, and and Lazio will walk into Juventus Stadium thinking they can't do anything wrong, you know. So uh, that'll be interesting. I, I'm trying to see exactly when that is. Uh, it's a ways away, though, so they'll have time to recover, uh, Juve. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I did want to touch in, in Serie A, well, is... is uh, they, um, they still might have the shades of PTSD when it comes to that, back to that, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the worst part, it comes in, in, in a crazy... Uh, it comes in a very um, important time of the year, so they're actually playing that game uh, in Turin on April 26th. So Oof. that's very late. That's, uh, that's yeah. match day 34 of 38. Yeah, that's going to be, that a big be huge. Uh, after that game against Lazio, um, it, it would essentially only be a few match weeks left. So three games left for Juve. I was going to say not to, um, not really any strong competition until the end, but that's actually not the case. It's uh, You have Sampdoria in there, uh, Udinese, and then... Calgary, and then the last game is against Roma. So it's actually a pretty uh, tough run of fixtures actually to end the season. That that last game against Roma being May twenty fourth, Champions League final probably a week after that. So it could be a very condensed end of the season. And the way Inter aren't slowing down, it, this could come down to the wire. And it's gonna it's gonna take uh, every ounce of Juve's squad depth to try to make it through. Um, obviously, if they're still in on these competitions, come uh, four or five months' time. Um, but yeah, uh, lastly, in Serie A, well, what do you make about this thrashing that Atalanta gave Milan? Uh, it, it's a spanking, really. Uh, five it, nothing. Man, it was um, embarrassing. Honestly, uh, I watched the highlights. Uh, I don't think I saw one single chance for Milan. It was just uh, an onslaught. From Atalanta, um, man, it, it could have been more than five, I'm sure. But uh, the goals, uh, I mean, Papu really just takes this one into his own hands, or should I say, his own little feet, and uh, just dispatches it perfectly. Uh, it was insane. Uh, the, the little nutmeg on the on Conti, who has been a, atrocious all season long. Um, former Atalanta player, actually. Uh, I, I just, man, like, I feel kind of bad for Milan and their fans who uh, who are in their banter area. But uh, the goals, I mean, some of them, the Illich's goal especially, that one was insane. Um, I just thought, uh, Based, based off of the, the goals that they scored, like the defense just looks like such a weak point for this Milan side. Um, I mean, I, I can't really, I can't really uh, say too much about Donnarumma because like the guy's given almost no chance. Because um, I, I think Musacchio is a horrible defenseman. Uh, really, really poor. And... Uh, uh, Conti as well. Uh, I find he's really looked out of his depth. Um, Romagnoli is the only really guy who's kind of well. He's the captain of the team, um, 
which I, I don't know because he seems to have quite a bit of leadership, but I, I just I think this team is lacking so much. Um, I mean, we've seen some shades of them doing pretty well, but I just think they're missing key, key uh, improvements in a lot of areas, uh, especially in the, in the central defense and in the center of midfield. Yeah, uh, I feel. I think you said it. Uh, not to discredit everything you said afterwards, but you said it early on. I, I really feel bad for the fans. Like uh, it's such a fall from grace, and, and we see it in different leagues as well. Um, but this one is very strange. Like a, a kid today looking at Milan and, and and not even realizing how big of a club they were and what how big of a stretch they had of dominance. Um, yeah, it, it, unrecognizable. I, I think it'll be a really long time until they 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 win their next league. Honestly, like I'm talking about Liverpool type of years, because right now uh, I just think the investment they've made over the past years, uh, especially the past four or five years or so, it's just been really really poor, and uh, I think there's a problem with the amount of um, like I, I was reading an article today. There's about five, five like uh, higher execs, uh, Maldini being like uh, one of the president, and uh, then there's uh, even Gazidis. So I know a bit about him from Arsenal, uh, and uh, there's a there's a couple other like directors who basically mm-hmm. have two roles, and there's there's five guys. So I think there's there's massive improvements that need to be made, probably in the back, the back room, like uh, much more uh, higher up within the, within the, the club itself. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a, a massive reshuffling. They, they did purchase a few good talents. Um, I think Rafael Leao is certainly um, uh, one for the future. Piontek has looked a, a shadow of himself this season. Yeah. Um. Literally, <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't seem like he he can kick a ball. I, I just, I don't know. Last year, he just lit it up, and he could be maybe just one of those one-season wonders. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I hate to leave it on a depressing note, but uh, should we move No, sometimes, our... sometimes that's what's needed, man. Just let that sink in, Milan fans. You're depressing us. Shape up. Yeah, I know what it's like. I mean, uh, I know what it's like being a Milan fan. Somehow, we're in the same boat. After years that we've had success, it's sad it's come to this, honestly. So, yeah. uh, all I can say is, hopefully, there are better days ahead for you guys. And for me. And for you, Stov. And for all of us at Sokta. Let's uh, discuss here the match of the weeks. We're uh, kind of an I mean, obviously, um, Serie A is going to take a little bit of a break. Um, coming back, we have a big clash, Napoli-Inter-Milan yeah. on the 6th, which is the Monday, um, January 6th. So um, that's a big one. There's also Juventus Calgary that weekend uh, on Monday as well. So those are two big clashes. Uh, whereas in Premier League, the action does not take a break. It actually heats up. So... Uh, Boxing Day, we have all 20 teams competing, which is pretty cool. 
Um, mainly no, Leicester and Liverpool. We do not. We have uh, sorry, Friday there's a fixture. You son yes. of a bitch. You lying SOB. Man City Wolves. Sorry about that. Man City Wolves Friday. <laughs> um, but no, match of the week for Boxing Day is going to be Leicester Liverpool. Um, if Leicester Ho- win this one, hopefully, what does hopefully that, it'll what does be. Well, um, if Leicester win this one, the league uh, it drops to seven points. And it just shows seven well, points, actually, but with Liverpool seven points, a game, game in hand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Honestly, so I, if Leicester win, I'm gonna be even more pissed because if they didn't drop <laughs> these past two games, then I would have been like, "What the hell?" Then you could have been right there, you know. Um, no, if they if they if they win, I'm gonna be really pissed. I'll be happy, but I'll also be really pissed because, damn it! But then, Norwich. but it might, it might change things. It might show that. Uh, it might show the teams that, well, actually, Liverpool is beatable. Um, they're not as invincible as everyone thinks they are. Or, uh, you know, it shows their, their weaknesses. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, definitely a match of the week, though. Um, but, like, should we mention, like, the fact that two days later, there's possibly another match of the week? Like, I mean, there's no, Arsenal, Arsenal Chelsea. on January no, December 29th. December 29th. So. And uh, Liverpool play Wolves on the 29th as well. So, I mean, the Leicester game is going to be hard. The Wolves game, Wolves are always surprising. Yeah. Imagine, and then imagine Ars- Liverpool, um, what I was going to say, imagine Liverpool, like, let's say don't get a win out of either of them. Like, let's say lose the Leicester yeah. tie Wolves. It's that a quick succession. Be... And then they've got Sheffield. Yeah. After. So, you know so. what? <laughs> Man. By by January second, twenty twenty, we could actually be feeling a lot different about Liverpool. I mean, they barely got past Sheffield the first time. Remember, there was a horrible mistake that gave them the game pretty much. Oh, it was um, the horrible smelting accident of nineteen eighty two. But that's exactly what happened. So this this uh, <laughs> this league table could be very different. I, I'm hoping for the best thing right now would be a Liverpool blunder. Uh, they did just win the Club World Cup. Which, uh, in a way, I would say they could be coming in, obviously, traveling a lot, played extra games. They're getting into a very busy season now, three games in uh, however many days, um, about a week, basically. Did, so, did, um, did Van Dyke pick up an injury? Because I saw he wasn't playing one game. Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, did he not play the final? I don't know if he didn't play the final, but there was one game. I, it might have been semi-final. I forget, honestly. I, I thought I, I heard news that he might have been injured. So I'm just wondering if you uh, could shed some light on that. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has admitted he doesn't know when Virgil van Dijk will be fit again after he sat out of their club World Cup victory over Monterey. Ah. So the Dutchman missed the semi-final clash. I was struck by illness. It's not an injury. Oh, okay. Um, so, Fair unfortunately, enough. he'll be back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, without him, they look well. like, without him, honestly, I heard about the performance, and apparently they look like they did before he got to the club. So, you take out one piece of the puzzle, you're looking at a misshapen puzzle, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> an, incomplete, an incomplete puzzle. He's like, it's uh, a puzzle. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, 
That's very, that's very, <laughs> oh, that tickled me. Yeah, that's very well said, Wally. Um, there's no point trying to beat that because we just won't be able to, essentially. You know, I, I produce some good one-liners. It's hard to, to trump. You're made for those. And uh, with that being said, let's do like Trump and get the hell out of here. Um, that was an impeachment joke, Wally. Yes. Uh, oh, I, I, I'm totally aware. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, so I watched, I watched that. That was, yeah, I'm glad. I'm ecstatic, actually, is a word. Was it better than Arsenal Everton? Yes, it was, actually. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was much more entertaining. That's for sure. Fair but because uh, um, we don't do that over here, uh, although we are anti-Trump. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that pretty much wraps up this session of, of Sock Talk. Uh, yeah, so we'll, mean, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be back. Um, we won't, uh, we'll cover Boxing Day and the weekend fixtures in, in the same episode. So that'll be either Sunday night, the 29th, or Monday, the 30th. And then we'll leave the, the first and second action for the following week. I think that makes the most logical sense, keeping the week-by-week format. Well, I mean, because January 1st, we have Man U Arsenal. So, yeah, it's another tasting that that's it. Uh, but that could probably fall in for the... Uh, there'll probably be an FA Cup the following weekend or something. So we could leave that for the weekend then. Uh, yeah. Sounds good to me. So uh, thank you all for, uh, for tuning in to another episode of Sock Talk. Happy holidays to all the loved ones and all the cherished ones. Uh, we'll be back before New Year. So I won't wish you all Happy New Year just yet. Because uh, frankly, we don't know if you've been naughty or nice. And that's not even for New Year's, so uh, look at me <laughs> losing my mind. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, in 2019, Sock Talk was created. In 2020, Sock Talk takes over the world. A whole new world. <laughs> oh boy, interesting. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Sock Talk Pod. Uh, like and review the podcast. And uh, spread the gospel. It is obviously uh, Jesus' birthday coming up, so uh, yeah, don't be scared. You know, when you're out caroling, throw in a throw in a sock talk uh, reference. Do what you got to do. Let's get this. Uh, let's get the snowball rolling. With that, I bid you adieu, Wally. Merry Christmas, and to all, have a good night. So this has been Sock Talk, where they sock and we talk. Yeah.